Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Hey, what's up, Bar listeners? Before we get into this episode, want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by AGTV. That's right. The people that made the American Gospel documentary has come up with a streaming service app. It's pretty much like Netflix for solid biblical content. Go to watch AGTV. Use the code BAR, the number one, to get 10% off the monthly rate. AGTV is so awesome. They also have our very own Just Thinking podcast on there. So you want to make sure you go to watchagtv.com. Use the code BAR, the number one, for 10% off. What's up, bar folks? It's your boy, Dwayne. And before we get into this fabulous Bar Network episode, I wanted to tell you about an exciting announcement, thebargear.com. That's right. We have our own online store. Get your shirts, get your t-shirts, get your mugs and socks, get everything barred out, man. Take pictures, share it, post it, tell a friend, go to thebargear.com to get your gear today and enjoy the show. To the bar, come on and pull up a seat and open up your Bible. What a wonderful feast! The living bread, and we're discussing what it means for the streets, the inner cities, and the burbs. And every person we meet is where we tell us worldviews that we hear from world news. In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you. We're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces. This is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it. And this is for the truth lovers, biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations. Yeah, welcome to the modern. The Reformation, yeah. The Bar, Biblical and Reformed. Hey, yo, grace and peace, everyone. It's your man T Barlow with another episode of Bars, Biblical and Reformed Spitters. And today on the line, we don't necessarily have a spitter, but we do have a brother who is responsible for one of the, probably one of the greatest groups on Facebook that I've ever been a part of. His name is Jason Henricks. Can you say what's up to the people's forest, please? Uh, what's up? And I'm glad that you prefaced this with the fact that I'm not necessarily a spitter. It hurts a little bit, but it's true. So I'll go with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, we, we, we stick with the facts here. We're going to stick with the facts. But nevertheless, so I got to tell you, man, like, like I'm a part of, we're part of Reform Bars. That's, that's a group that, that, uh, that's often mentioned on this show because most of the people come on the show. I've met through that group um yeah. but before we get into that i want i want to start from the from the beginning real quick man and, and give you an opportunity to kind of tell the folks a little bit about yourself and uh, as well as uh, your testimony into salvation and so forth okay all right so i'll give you the uh not super short version but also the not super long version um background on me i grew up in a household of non-believers so uh my mother's not a believer my stepdad's not a believer uh, my parents got divorced when I was four. Uh, my dad's also not a believer. And uh, my dad got recently married in the last few years. And uh, she's not a believer either. So I'm kind of 
Um, my, my story, I wouldn't say is unique because that is a lot of people's stories, but I would say that it was definitely, um, I mean, it's my story. So it's a great story. And more importantly, it's the Lord's story of how he brought me uh, into his kingdom. And when I was 13 years old, um, I was invited to a youth group at an independent fundamentalist Baptist church. And uh, the youth pastor was talking about something about being saved. And I was like, what is this crazy dude talking about? Like saved from what, what does a saved word mean? So I picked up every single one of their tracks, their pamphlets. I knew the, I know now that the uh, the spirit was really working on me in that moment. And it was over a hundred different tracks and pamphlets. And when I say tracks and pamphlets, I mean the fire and the brimstone, the Jack trick tracks of like, don't touch alcohol um, or you're going to burn in hell type things. And the Lord used those tracks to um, speak the message of repentance and faith in Jesus Christ to me. And it was about, um, I, I remember the date. I remember the time it was um, December 9th, um, 2008. So yeah, December 9th, 2008 at 2 AM uh, on my bed, I was just weeping, not weeping out of, of, out of guilt or shame because the Lord had showed me that through his son, um, that was removed on my behalf along with my sins, um, because of Christ on the cross, but out of joy, I finally knew what joy was. I knew, uh, what it meant to no longer strive for, um, God's approval. And even though my parents had been agnostic all my life, I always had some sort of belief in God. I remember in third grade, after I was going through some tough stuff and I went to the school counselor, um, I asked for a Bible. I didn't know why. Um, but I knew that if I was looking for truth, I needed to look there all the way back in third grade. You know, mind you, this was years and years. I mean, I, a became a believer in eighth grade. So this was like five years before that. And the counselor put her job on the line to bring me a Bible and said, this is God's word, read it. And she didn't know at that time, the five years down the road, the Lord would, would have been uh, working in my heart all the way up to that point uh, to bring me to salvation. And for those five years, it was more like, if I do enough good things, I'll go to heaven or, or things like that. But I, I didn't know anything about the gospel. I started in Genesis, didn't know what the new Testament was, didn't know who Jesus was. Um, and then the Lord just worked on me. And, uh, because my parents aren't believers in high school, it was real difficult. Um, there were times my parents wouldn't let me go to church. They said I was being brainwashed. Um, and that, I, you know, I was wanting to go to church too often. So they were, you know, three, four months stints when they wouldn't let me go at all. Then they let me go for a few weeks and then they'd repeat again. So I never got to, um, really be a part of Christian, Christian community. Like I wanted to, um, which actually is what drove me into, um, believing in the centrality of, um, right doctrine. Um, the first guy that I ever started listening to on YouTube because I couldn't go to church was praise the Lord. It was John Piper. It wasn't, um, Steven Anderson. It wasn't some other uh, crazy cat. It was John Piper. Um, and it could have been somebody else, but the Lord and his sovereignty um, led me down a path of right doctrine, even though I did not have a local church to guide me. And that um, then I got to college and I became a part of uh, RUF, which is the PCA's uh, college ministry wing. And I call that my dark year as a Presbyterian. Um, you know, no offense to the Presbyterians out there, just a little 
joke I like to throw out there at y'all. Um, and the Lord has done a lot in me since then. I lost all my funding at the university that I was going to because of budget cuts. So I had to come back to Texas and go to seminary. Um, long story short, Paige Patterson basically told me I couldn't go to seminary anymore because I was at Southwestern. He's no longer there, but um, I have no interest in going back after that experience. And uh, man, I'm just thriving in my local community now. I'm a um, faithful member at the Village Church Fort Worth, and um, the Lord's just been good to surround me with um, good people and um, faithful pastors and um, just loving brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, I got to tell you, man, that's, that's, that's an awesome testimony, yo. I mean, for one, uh, just looking at what it is that you were saved from, I mean, uh, you know, just like as far as like the environment that you were coming up in and some of the challenges that you had to face and, and, and being somebody who, uh, even from the age of, uh, from, 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 from a school age, from third grade, who was hungry for truth, and not necessarily knowing what it is, but like never really just settling for anything, especially, uh, you know, because, you know, like like being a kid and, you know, saying, you know, like when it comes to like your parents, um, a lot of what you're sometimes in many cases, a lot of what the parents believe is very influential on the child, you know. And so for you to kind of just be like that black sheep, again, I think it kind of just it really um, it just it really shines a light on God's sovereignty to me mm. it does listening to this story like in all of this it's like man you know it doesn't matter who your parents are if God wants to save you he'll like, do he's it he's gonna save you mm. yeah you know um, you know and so um, the, uh, I, something else that you said I was trying to I'm trying to think like something else you said that, that, that caught my ear and I can't remember it I'm gonna have to go back and listen to the show and then I'll be like oh yeah it's that but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but like yeah, like in all of that now, like how did you get to the place to because like now you're oh uh, well, I say Reformed Baptist is, is is am I right in saying that or yeah yeah okay yeah that so, that so, is so accurate how, how, yeah so so how, how do you, how did you come to that place well um yeah so in that time in my high school years um i'd always been interested in the doctrines of grace i wasn't antagonistic towards them but i also didn't hold to them i kind of just knew they were there and i always said that i was undecided on them um then i got to the point where right before i went to college i I was calling myself a four-pointer um which for anybody listening if you call yourself a four-point calvinist um that's code for i don't understand any of the points um, that's cold. That's, that's cold for I'm an Armenian. I'm a real. <laughs> <laughs> <That's just, laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh man. I used to say that. I, I used to say that. That was a day. That was a day where that was me too as well. I mean, I think I think a lot of us had it. What, what was your? What was the point that you didn't like? I mean, you know it was L, dude. Yeah, it was, you know it. Always the L. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I mean, we 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 know T is true because. You know, I mean, we're awful. We know P. We want P to be true, so it needs to be true for us. Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. it's 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 the U or the L for most people, um, and it was yeah. the L for me. Yeah, so, um, yeah. yeah. So I, I was really interested in that, and and I I went into um, college at Oklahoma State University, um, and I became a part of Reformed University Fellowship, you know, a Presbyterian ministry, um, and I was going to a Baptist church at first. Um, and I went to a Baptist church the entire time that I was there actually, but there was actually a a girl that I liked in the RUF. 
Um, and I started to look into Presbyterianism because of her. And I may have been a little bit blinded about uh, because of it, but <laughs> I, I truly, truly did. I truly, I mean, you know, all that aside, I truly did believe in Presbyterian covenant theology. I was like, oh, this all makes sense. It synthesizes together. And weirdly enough, um, after my one year at Oklahoma State, after I lost some of my funding and came back to Texas, um, I was added to the Reformed pub and somebody suggested that I... Uh, listen to Ligon Duncan's series on uh, covenant theology, which apparently has made a lot of Reformed Baptist Presbyterian. And I listened to it, and at the end of it, I stopped listening and I said, I can't be a Presbyterian anymore. And it, it was a weird, it was a weird um, reaction, but the reason was is I saw that it all made sense as a system but that system had to be disconnected from scripture's presuppositions at some point because something wasn't lining up. Um, mm. There was just a little bit, there was a little too much um, assumption of continuity that was not seen by me at all in the book of Hebrews as I dived into Hebrews and um, dived into other, or dove into, dived, dove, pretty sure it's dove, uh, yeah. dove into other passages <laughs> of scripture. It just, it, even though it lined up with itself, it didn't line up with scripture. Right. I get what you said. So it's like, basically you said like, like, like the system makes sense, <laughs> but, but you can't really, you don't really see the scriptural basis for it. Yes. Like, like there's no like you don't feel like like there's the evidence there for okay yeah and that makes a lot of sense and, I, and it's funny because I was having this conversation with my kids the other day because um, you know he was he was actually talking about like some of the differences you know, and the denominations and this that and the other and I was saying you know I said in all honesty I said man it's probably I think I think I think like probably the only thing that's keeping me from being a Presbyterian is, is infant baptism you know yeah. Uh, yeah. you know probably you know I mean like. I think I think everywhere else I'm, I'm Presbyterian everywhere but baptism. I think I think you know for with my limited knowledge you know and and, um, <laughs> you know, um, and, and it's funny that's what I thought I was like you know and they said well is that you know they ask like is that sinful and I'd be like well that's that I think that it's sinful I just I just you know I think I don't I don't I don't agree with it I don't think that that people who do it are horrendous. Like for example R C Sproul is probably my favorite teacher you know yeah. that may God rest so you know probably one mm -hmm. like probably one of my favorite teachers. I don't think agree one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I don't think. I, I mean, and I know a lot of a lot of my Presbyterian brothers that I love them alike. Yeah, we disagree on baptism, but like not heretics or whatever. But like, yeah, I, I don't. I'm, I'm like you. Like, I don't see it. You know, at this point in time, I'm not saying that I never will. Because uh, because I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna be honest with hundred with you. That was a time where I didn't see Calvinism. Yeah, like I didn't like I didn't I didn't see it. But of course, I think what it took was again. I, I, I mean. Of course, like, like, of course, the grace of God, but, but like, it just kind of me just really being honest with the text, you know, um, like, mm. like, like, what is the scripture actually saying as opposed to what I wanted to say, you know, yeah. um, and that's a, that, that's, it's always like a fine line in there, so yeah, yeah, yeah I, so, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. no, great, I'm listening. Oh, sorry, yeah, so there, there's a really bad argument that Reformed Baptists make a lot. And that bad argument is that they can't hold the infant baptism because they don't see it, uh, because it doesn't say specifically in the New Testament, um, baptize your babies. That's a bad argument because that's not the argument Presbyterians are making. 
Um, but there is a validity to that side of things. And the validity to that side of things is the fact that as a New Testament church, we are governed by the New Testament. Now, we are obviously right. governed by the Old Testament, but the New Testament, via the New Covenant, is our primary lens by which we are to govern the church. Um, and that is the reason why Reformed Baptists, unlike Presbyterians, don't have a hierarchy in their um, in their you know governance of churches and presbyteries and you know one authority over the other because it's not in the New Testament. Um, and that's the same reason why we don't baptize children is because we're governed by the New Testament. Not that the Old Testament is invalid, obviously not. That would make us um, Marcionists um, or Andy right. Stanley. Um, but yeah, I gotta hit Andy Stanley real quick on that one. Um, but but that is the difference between Presbyterians and Reformed Baptists. Reformed Baptists are Baptists, and being a Baptist means believing in church autonomy, believing in um, believers' baptism, and those two are actually more connected than you would think. There's a reason why. Um, believing in believers baptism also means that you believe in church autonomy Be the only reason why um, presbyteries are necessary um, is because infant baptism because you have members who are not theologically trained and not theologically mature or spiritually mature being a part of a voting process that would then um, happen but we can't have little babies vote Right. And there's a little bit more of a, a spiritual reason between those that two connection. And, you know, I'd love to go into, but I'm not going to for um, just time's sake. But I would just say look into the connection between baptism and church government. Um, and you'll see that the, the differences between Reformed Baptists and Presbyterians aren't a lot. But they are. But they're there for sure. Okay. okay. Right. Exactly. I agree. All right. So uh, to kind of change it up a little bit, uh, I want to talk about. Uh, the group reform yeah of course man. um now um just my brief history with it man i, I came across the group uh through uh through our bro uh samuel stricker mm. who was on the show yeah. before uh and uh i met him actually in the reform pub which i've been kicked out of a long time ago Yikes. um <laughs> yeah uh, i'm not sure why though well one of these days maybe i'll know but um <laughs> But nevertheless, so before I got kicked out, I had I had shared uh, a song that I had released in there called Solar Scripture. And mm. he was like, hey, man, you know, uh, we got this group, you know, Reform Bars, man, you know, thought you might want to check it out. And so sure enough, man, check it out, man. And from, from that point on, man, it's like, I, I've been having a blast. Like, I mean, I think like the fellowship has been nothing short of a blessing. Granted, I know things can get, some of the discussions can get a little you know, <laughs> yeah. emotional. A little heated, you know, but you know, and those are the ones I, mean, I kind of just be like, you know what, if I'm gonna say something, I'm gonna say my piece, and I'm probably just gonna cut off the notifications, and, you know, on, on that one, and whatever the case may be. If, but really, really, I just kind of just stick back, but um, mm -hmm. nevertheless, though, man, like it's my favorite, it's my go to group, it's one of my favorite groups. Tell me, man, how I've heard the story before, but this is mm -hmm. an opportunity for to hear it on bars. How did this all come together? How did reform bars come together? Yeah, yeah. So um, I was actually um, there's a guy named Josh Summer who I was starting um, the Reformed Collective with back in January of 2016, um, and it was blowing up real fast. Um, just in like 
a couple weeks time already not quite sure how by god's grace it became really successful not because of me um i had a good vision but i i i didn't have the connections josh had the connections um so uh, that website you know about reformed theology and writing had you know started to to blow up and at the same time um I was thinking about my love for hip-hop. I, I grew up on hip-hop. My mother, she loved country. My stepdad, he loved hip-hop. Um, and I was um, a kid, a white kid growing up in the hood, so I wasn't about to listen to country. Um, so, so my stepdad showed me... Um, he would just always play Tupac in the car, and he would play uh, Biggie, and he'd play... Uh, run DMC and and he played some earlier Eminem and 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 Dre and 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 then he would play even Jay Z, which his favorite's Jay Z, and I actually can't stand Jay Z, but you know we can get into that at some other point. He's a biter, um, but anyways, anyways um, according to his line, <laughs> according to this line, he's not he's not a biter. He's a writer for himself and others. He says mm-hmm. the thing first. He's only big enough as bro. I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, all right. You see, I, always try to to make themselves look better, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I I had grown up on hip hop, and the first and the funny thing is, Sam Stricker and I, we both uh, had the first uh, same album that we listened to, like bought and listened to, and it was Fifty Cent's Get Rich or Die Trying. We both. Really? bought that that album and listened to it and that's how we got into hip-hop um and that's crazy yeah. it, it's crazy that's a good man album, though. oh for sure album. for sure yeah. and, the, and the reason is sam and i are about the same age so so that's why we're both you know 22 23 um yeah and you know that's how i started getting into hip-hop and then i started getting into you know some west coast stuff i started getting listening to Ghostface. i got in some um folk oriented stuff and then i got into some east coast you know some roots and and i i just you know really immersed myself in hip-hop um because i was growing up in a community that was itself immersed in hip-hop um and i i just found a deep love for it and when i became a christian um i i gave a listen to to christian hip-hop and just like almost everybody else the first guy i listened to was lecrae um and this was back in um rebel days this was back in real talk after the music stops like this was um all in that time well not after the music stops that's that was a little early but rebel days and and things like that uh i remember i i I remember listening to rehab the overdose like 20 times and rehab over and over and over and i was like man there's there's some people who who love christ who also know how to um pay right deference to hip-hop um and and they don't all sound cheesy so i started listening to shylin i started listening to uh some of those guys at christcentric i mean i went all the way back to um wow i'm blinking on names right now schoolboy q okay or is that is that who i'm looking for why why am i getting getting tongue-tied right now yeah, I, you know, in all honesty, you said the name like I'll be like, I'm sitting just like, okay, like I've never heard of this guy, schoolboy. Hmm, okay, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to remember, but anyways, I, I started listening to some, you know, some old, um, you know, Christian hip hop cross movement and uh, gospel gangsters. Yeah, gospel gangsters, you know, all that stuff, man, and uh, and I just. I didn't throw away the secular hip hop either. I just knew how to digest it the right way. Now that I was also listening to Christian hip hop, 
and yeah what happened was um i was you know starting the reform collective and i was a part of the reform pub um and i was also in a group called reformed harmony with uh with with sam stricker and julian humphrey um and this group mm. was a singles group some people went in there to find people i just wanted to go in there and cut up and troll um and i met these two guys <laughs> and we were in a we were in a men's chat together and i knew they both loved hip-hop um and i just yeah. approached them one day and i said hey man um how would y'all like to start a group about hip-hop and reformed theology not christian hip-hop and reformed theology but about hi- all kinds of hip-hop and reformed theology a place where people who are reformed can talk about all sorts of hip-hop um and even though it was quote-unquote my idea and um I, I would probably say i'm the reason why the group got to maybe 20 and 200 sam really was the one that that pulled the weight in in the situation and julian um you know he he was kind of the uh gosh i i i said this once to him and you know if you have listeners who are uh not comedically inclined and this isn't politically correct i don't care um julian was just there to be black is is what is the joke that we make okay um, all right yeah you know and- what that's, that's, that's funny hey that's funny it's like, hey, we just, we just, <laughs> It probably oh man! Be, but it is. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for people to come and call me a racist now, but they they don't understand the the relationship Julian and I have. Uh, but no, that, nah. that you know. To all jokes aside, Julian was uh, kind of the connection between um, the more sane people and uh, the yeah. group. Um, Because I can go a little bit in terms of finding the crazy people. But Sam's the one who brought in all the artists. You know, he brought in, you know, like somehow got Result in there and brought in some of the Christ-centric guys and brought you in. And and, uh, Sam is the reason why the group went from 200 to 2,000. Yeah, really. Yeah, he... Hey, I can say, man. I mean, like he came up out of nowhere. And ever since then, man, it's just been, uh, like I said, it's been a, it's been a fantastic journey. You know, uh, just with the connections that, that have been made in that group, man. Uh, so, yeah, I, I can dig it. I mean, um, I guess uh, one of the things I like about it, man, is is, is the fact that, like, like, like how you guys say, yeah, like, yo, it's just not just strictly to talk about Christian rap, but to talk about rap, period. And I, mm, and, I, yeah. and I guess but like one of the things that I, that I, that I like about it about about that is is that um, you know like like there's a, like there's groups that we're part of like you know like popcorn theology where you talk about movies you know mm. um, and, and, or there's reformed anime you know where you talk about like anime stuff and it's like really like, like I, I think what it does is like it does something bring that balance because it's like man like there are things out here you know saying that people enjoy naturally. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and we should be able to talk about it and be able to hold certain things. Like, like, like granted, like, like I can sit here and I can be like, I can talk about uh, a Christian song. I mean, not, not Christian, but like a, a, a song which, which I hate using the term secular now, but like, nevertheless, so like, I can talk yeah. about a song that, that is a uh, Christian theme. And, and and if need be, talk about um, talk about it in the light of the scripture or talk about it, just saying like, yo, like, you know, in all honesty, like, this is, like for example, perfect example. How does Gambino's This Is America? Mm, you yeah. know, um, for me personally, the song was trash. The yeah. video made the song much better. And then it gave mm-hmm. you something to talk about. And it was like, oh, wait a minute, this is dope. And it got to a point to where it's like, yo, let's actually analyze this. Because if I had just heard that song on the radio without seeing the video, like, I didn't, I didn't, it would have been something that I would have ignored. But like, seeing the video, it became something now, like, oh, wait a minute, now I kind of want to discuss this. Like, I want to discuss what he's saying. I want to discuss what we're saying in the video and stuff like that. And and then, not only that, I want to discuss it with Christian brothers. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, with people who have a, with people who have a biblical worldview. I mean, and and again, like like that's the type of thing that I believe like that the group brings in, brings to, uh, the type of stuff that the group brings to the table. Uh, being able to have discussions, uh, you know, say, focused discussions on, on on something that we're all passionate about. You know what I'm mm, saying? Yeah. Not sinfully passionate. You know what I'm saying? Because we know God comes first. Like 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 in all of it. You know, uh, which is why like you know. I kind of, I kind of both like and dislike the fact that the group shuts down on Sunday. Yeah, I can, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, so actually, yeah. So originally with the group, um, when we started the group, the was the idea was to um, limit talking um, on Sunday in the group to just um, to just theological. Uh, matters on the Lord's Day, and the and the reason was not because um, we believe that it's it's sinful to be on Facebook on Sunday. It's not the case at all. I'm on Facebook on Sundays. Um, basically, all the admins are. The reason why we did it was because um, the admins are very involved in their local churches, and we uh-huh. do, we do not need to be spending time um, looking over the group at all when we should be uh, focused on our local church and. Um, that became an issue. We couldn't actually enforce that. People weren't listening to the rule. And then Facebook came out the archive feature, and we we're like, "All right, here we go. That's yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. our answer." <laughs> I, I, it's funny, cause I, and it's crazy because it's like I remember being in a group in a time when it didn't close on Sundays. Like now that mm-hmm. I think about that, that's crazy. So it's like to hear Washington's group kind of just evolve like yeah. over time and and so forth, man. Like um. There's this, like I said, I mentioned earlier about like sometimes we had like certain discussions and whatnot. Um, with those discussions, when those discussions arise, like is there ever a time where you're kind of just like, dang, like man, I'm almost like regretting to have even started this group if this is what it was going to be? Uh, no, but I can tell you what go th- goes through my head. Um, adminning the group is not easy. Um, because we really try, we, we try really, really hard. Um, to help people in their spiritual walk while not even getting close to the role of like deacons or elders or you know you're um you know replacing your local community um but making sure that we don't just do things without giving a reason for why we do them um and that's different than a lot of groups um a lot of reform facebook groups specifically the main ones um tend to do things without explaining them um and it, and it's not inherently wrong um but because we have the desire to do that we have to we're, we're held to a level of consistency that is really really hard to keep up because people don't understand the nuance that goes behind a lot of decisions that are made and why some people are kicked out and some people aren't or why some people are temporarily booted and some people are uh, long-term booted. I mean, there's a guy that was in the group that was saying, um, it was basically like being against people preaching at abortion mills, which isn't a controversial opinion in and of itself. In the Christian world, there's plenty of people who say there's a better method to go about it, which I don't agree with that. I think that preaching at abortion mills is an effective means of uh, calling people to repentance and saving lives. But this person then went on to say that Planned Parenthood was um, a a good organization that just so happened to do abortions. And we're like, we can't allow that kind of talk in the group. We can't allow a murderous organization like Planned Parenthood to be in any way, shape, or form 
um permit like uh, what's the word i'm looking for um, pray, pray, praised and promoted basically like pr- yeah praised, praised and promoted yeah 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 we're like we're not yeah we're not going that route right and yeah and so. and, and and it gets very very overwhelming at times and back in march uh, just to get super transparent with uh your listeners um if you go back and listen to the last reform bars podcast that i put up uh, a couple weeks ago um it actually details a lot more of this but back in Mor- march i just hit a uh a wall of depression out of nowhere and i don't know where it came from and uh it was really the enemy attacking me in in ways that i'd never been attacked before i'd always had issues with anxiety but never depression and when i looked at the group um i didn't see the group that i created i i I saw people bickering i saw people being um frustrating and i took a step back for it from it for basically the whole summer um and i haven't entirely come back in um, as the Lord has um, really helped me through that time of difficult depression and, and has, um, you know, pointed my eyes back up to him and off of myself um, in this time. Now, I've I've been in reform bars kind of just lurking, kind of keeping an eye on things. And if something goes bad, I let the other admins know as I kind of ease back into the group. But it, it I'm not saying that the connection between people acting crazy in reform bars and me you know falling into depression are connected but they didn't help that they happened at the same time and oh my goodness i am tired of people saying that lecrae is not a christian i mean there's not a lot of people that are saying it but there's enough that it's really really annoying <laughs> right I, I i don't go that far i could be like i, I say all times like hey, yo i disagree with this methods and all that as an artist me personally i disagree with this stuff but i i never i i, I, I don't I don't think I, I think there was a time where I would say that, but I don't think I ever. I think every that's one of the things about the about the group where, like, listening to people's opinions and thoughts on both sides mm-hmm. of the arguments has actually helped me to be more balanced uh, yeah, in the sure. way that I, I I come at things and so forth. But definitely, it definitely taught me to be a little bit more gracious too, as well. Um, yeah, and race and race conversations. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, race conversations. Like those are the usual, and it's, and it's, it's such a huge issue, which. Like, mm-hmm. like, I don't get it. For me, and, and I'm saying this as a black person, like, to mm-hmm. me, it seems like it's so simple. You know, I'm not, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying, hey, just preach the gospel and then walk away, job's done. Yeah. I'm saying preach the gospel and obey what Christ said and love your neighbor as you love yourself and love mm-hmm. your God with y'all. I mean, like, I, I feel like like those, those things are simple. As in, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like how, do, how do we have all the race problems? Well, well, for one, we bring the gospel into conflict with racism. And, and then for two, we love our neighbor. Um, yeah, and, which, mm-hmm. which means doing things, you know, doing loving things and so forth. Uh, I mean, but you know, but like those conversations come up in a group, and it's like, man, you start you start to see some division. You start seeing brothers saying things that are like, you're like, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, you, you're you're borderline, you're inc- you're you either being inconsistent, you know. I mean, and it's like you, you and you do you do get to see that in the group. But mm-hmm. one of the things I, again I love about the group is is that when somebody's coming off this way, there's always that gracious brother. Two or yeah. three really sometimes who will come in on the thread and say, "Hey, bro, look, this is what you're doing right now. Yeah, you're you're you're, you're, you're totally misconstruing it, or you're totally saying this. But like, oh, let's take it to the text, this, that, and the other, and then eventually the comments get cut off, and it's like that it, you know, and we're good, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and, and you can always go back and review the conversation. And and, and again, I feel like man, if you're mature enough, you know, uh, you know, like you can you can go through, you can see those types of things, and you don't you know you walk away from it not jaded but again just having a deeper appreciation for the fellowship you know mm-hmm. understanding that yo we're going to disagree on some stuff but man like yo like let's come back together and fellowship you know 
and glorify God yeah. and our fellowships and, and enjoy some good music in the process. Yeah, and, and for instance, like the admins don't agree on a lot of that stuff that we just hit on. The the Lecrae thing, we're split. Yeah. Um, the race thing, we're split. Um, but yet we're we're able to you know it, in our conversations in the group at large and also privately, um, you know privately. In, in our you know admins and, and mods group chat we all disagree on those things graciously like you know I'm just gonna cards on the table I disagree with you and Dwayne on a lot of the race stuff um, I, I'm a lot more on the side of um, say and, and, and when I say this I don't want to be lumped in with everything that these guys are saying but I, I tend to err more on the side of the guys like Eric Mason and Thabiti and Chandler and those guys without, and I think this is the important caveat, without affirming intersectionality. Um, and mm-hmm. we can have those good conversations in the admin chat because we all know that we're coming from a place of trying to be faithful to what we are called to do as the gospel. And I don't view the guy who agrees more with James White on the race stuff um, and a- as somebody who's terrible, and they don't view me as the guy who agrees more with the BD on your wheelie on yeah. those things yeah. as, as a terrible person. And all honestly, like, I, you know, and, and I'm not not to go with this. I just feel like there's a balance between the two of them, and and and, and it's like the the sweet spot has yet been realized because it's something it, I think yeah. that yeah, it's nothing I think that either side is totally right, the other side is totally wrong. I think there's like yo, there's some right stuff on both sides of this. Now let's find that sweet spot. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, if we first, oh, you know, sorry, go on. No, go ahead. I'm listening. Oh, I was going to say if we're calling James White a one and Jamar Tisby a ten. Um, then I'm probably with Joe Thorne on like a seven and a half. If anybody really wants to <laughs> really yeah. gauge it that way, and 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 yeah. a balance doesn't always mean you're going to come smack down at a five, and it doesn't mean that the ones right. and the tens don't exist. It's just that you realize that the ones are saying something important because they're trying to hold integrity to this, and the tens are also saying something important. Whether or not they're both equally right is yet to be determined because, well, not everybody can be right. You know, listen, just like every time when I talk with you, man, like the time just starts flying. Like it, it, it totally, I, I don't know why <laughs> you and I don't do this more. Um, but um, I'm going to, we're going to start trying to like wrap this up a little bit. Now you've already talked yeah, yeah. about some of the stuff that you used to listen to, but however, mm. um, what are you listening to now? Like what's in your playlist now? Uh, who are some of the artists that you think everybody should be checking for? Uh, so if we're, if we're looking for new school secular rappers, and I'm totally fine with making the secular Christian distinction. Um, I, I I think all music is inherently secular, but um, let's just say that there's a secular Christian distinction. Um, if you're looking for like new school um, secular, and this is not for everybody, so you need to use discernment on your own. Um, I'm listening to a lot of Kanye, um, everything that he's producing. Um, so Kids See Go. Ghosts, yay. Um, I'm listening to, um, gosh, Tyler, the creator, and uh, and ASAP Rocky, and I'm excited for their upcoming um, upcoming project together. Uh, I'm listening to uh, some Chance the Rapper um, in terms of like new school guys, but I'm also listening to some old school Nas, um, and I'm listening to, just going back and listening to to Pac. I don't think 
I, I think people don't go back to Tupac enough. Um, in, in terms of the Christian stuff, um, I am really, really getting into Ivy's uh, recent album. Um, and, and I'm just always keeping everybody from Humble Beast and Christ Centric um, just on repeat. So and anything from them is just always going to be playing in the back of my car. Um, honestly, I've probably listened to Worthy by Beautiful Eulogy a solid 50 times through at work. It's a shorter album, so that's not too hard. Um, and, and basically everything from Christ-centric as well. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a person who has tastes all across the board, um, and I would love to talk more about that. Maybe we can get me on another episode or I can get you back on uh, Reform Bars when I start that back up this fall, um, and we can talk about more race and abortion and music and whatever else is on our minds. We'll set like four hours aside yeah. or something, do it Joe Rogan style. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because I'm saying like, like our conversations, man, like it always tend to get ready to just take off. Cause we, <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I, I'm definitely down, man. We're going to have to probably get you back on here. I'll be yeah. more than happy to come back over for bars. Um, you know, shameless plug. Uh, I got some music coming out. Uh, I got a whole project coming out soon. Uh, that's the Oh yeah. We need to get mixed. you on like, then. Like, yeah, and so it's like that'll be cool. Um, and so, uh, but see, I feel, I feel you on that Ivy Connolly and on that uh, beautiful uh, Eulogy. Uh, both of those albums. Um, Jackie's I mean, new album. Kids, but, oh, um, yeah, Crescendo. I, I, listen, oh, I got a, I got the students that I work with. I, 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 every time I play Jackie, they're like, "Who is this? Where, where can I find this? I, I, I want more of this." And it's like, it's like you ain't even saved, but okay, like you're you gonna get there. Yeah, that's you know Lauren Hill so, stuff, though. Like that's Lauren Hill yeah. st- uh, level stuff. Yeah, it is. It, it really is. And 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 like that dagger, like uh, I think the name, I think it's Crescendo, like the actual song Crescendo. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness! Like you know, but like yeah, she yeah, she's crazy. Uh, uh, Ivy, uh, me and my kids, we, my kids always loved Ivy, uh, Ivy stuff. And and so that that don't just listen is going bananas. He was just on the show not too long ago. So uh, shout out to him. Uh, beautiful eulogy worthy album. Listen, I, I'm with you on that one as well. Every time something tragic is happening in my family, for some odd reason, I could put on that album, and I'm reminded mm. of the goodness of God. Just yeah. Can just I can I just period. like I? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I was please. just gonna. It, it was just like, um, one specific line that always uh, comes back to me is from Odd Tom. I say, "We will not lose heart, even though this present age will waste away. We'll, we will surely suffer." this light momentary affliction as um, nothing compared to um, the glory awaiting us is basically what he talks about there. And, and man, it's just hearing God's word through spoken word and, and hip hop is the reason why reform bars exists. Yeah. Praise God, man. Yo, thank God for you. Uh, real quick, man, folks want to know a little bit more about how to, how to uh, find you or how to find, uh, how to get in contact with you or anything about like anywhere, like where you are, where you got some stuff out there. Um, um, this is your opportunity to kind of tell them, uh, like give, to give them like your, your social media tags and stuff that you got out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I am, I have cut back on the social media a lot so I can serve my local church a lot more faithfully in terms of the time that I have. Um, but my only social media left is uh, Facebook. Um, it None of my stuff is public anymore, so you're going to have to friend me. Uh, if I reach my limit, I'll make it public again, I guess. But uh, 
Yeah, just find me, uh, Jason W. Hendricks. That's J-A-S-O-N-W-H-I-N-R-I-C-H-S on Facebook. You can also go to my website right now. It's set up for my photography, but it's going to be rewired um, to, um, to, to be more for my writing and podcasting. That's JasonWHendricks.com, which I, uh, if T. Barlow is so um, caring, he can put that in the, in the link description. And uh, yeah, those are the two main places. Just find me on Facebook. Find me in Reform Bars. Go to reformbars.org. You can find the podcast that's about to start back up after the hiatus that I took. Uh, you can get the link to the group. You can um, have the link to my website. All of it that all of it there. If you don't remember, it's just going to be at reformedbars.org. Awesome. Uh, yo, um, thank you again, man, for taking some time out of your evening. I know uh, we had a little schedule of snap earlier, so I appreciate your patience with me. Um, yeah. So thanks for coming on, man, blessing us with uh, your testimony and your thoughts and so forth. Uh, folks, you guys have been listening to our brother, Jason Henricks. Uh, y'all be sure to check him out. Check out that reformbars.org, right? Is that how, how you said it? That's right, reformbars.org. Yeah, make sure you check out check out the podcast, man. You listen to him uh, and some other brothers, uh, including you know me. I was on one of those shows. So, um, T Barlow, T Demars Barlow, T Space D E I M A R I S D A R L O W. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, I'm somewhere on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I think it's at T D Barlow. That's T B E I B A R L O W for both of those sites. Uh, feel free to also just check me out. T-Space Barlow on SoundCloud. Look for my music on iTunes. I think I'm somewhere on YouTube. I think about everywhere you can stream music. There's a single that's <laughs> out there. Uh, beautiful Jewel. By all means, please go check it out. Uh, holla back. Be on the lookout for the album, The Life of My Story. Also, uh, make sure you go and check out the Bar Podcast page on Facebook. Uh, if you haven't done so, go there. Hit the like button so that way you can be on the up and up every time we're dropping something, every time we're doing something. Uh, my man Dwayne with the Bar Podcast always with some good, reformed, biblical preachers and teachers and whatnot. Uh, there's also the Just Thinking Podcast with my man uh, Daryl and Virgil. Um, yeah, they always they always give you something to think about. If anything, Kelly, uh, so oh my goodness, we got so many things happening right now. But so check us out at www.thebarpodcast.com, and then also there's a website now in which you guys can go and search for our gear, which I think is hmm. um, I think it's the bar gear. You know what? I'm not entirely sure. No, check out the pages. You guys will be able to find that, uh, and so that way you get you can get yourself some bar. Uh, some bar podcasts, some biblical and reform hats and shirts and stuff. Those things pay for us to be able to to to, to make this show better. Uh, nobody's getting rich. True story. But nevertheless, hey, so, amen. You don't get rich on podcasting. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, you, you really don't, right? <laughs> you sure don't. Uh, and then uh, also, um, while you're on Facebook, be sure to check out the page that started all of this which is the Be Not Deceived page, which is a page where we go, we expose false teachings. And so for holding the light of scripture, very great discussions and stuff like that. I almost got booted off of Facebook because of a post on <laughs> Be Not Deceived. <laughs> I, 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 I almost got sucked. Not, man. Yeah, almost, almost. But, you know, but they're just like, man, don't do that no more. You can't be telling people they can't be gay and Christian, apparently. But guess what? We're going to do it anyway because... So- that's, that's, that's what we do. For, for God I live and for God I die. You know, somebody better testify. So, um, thank you again, bro, Jake, for coming on. Y'all can go be in contact with you. So, thank you all for listening. I love y'all the like. Until next time, 
Grace S. Peak. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there